right, all right, all right. Episode three. Welcome back, faithful listeners. Now, let's. By, by the time you guys hear this, episode two will, of course, have dropped. But as of the time we're recording it, episode two has not. But fear not, because we're we're out of post. We've already edited and everything. It's going to drop soon. But you know. All right, let's just let's just get right into it. So, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So, just a little background. I drove up here this morning, just for just freshly for graduated. Keep in mind, freshly graduated. Just drove up here, got up at six a.m., got my shit packed, ready. Got here at like nine thirty, just for the listeners to record the next episode. So, so if you see Shish, make sure you thank him. It's special. This one's special to me. All right. <laughs> So let, let's just let's start off with a quote, and my quote actually is from Eleanor Roosevelt, which, oh. is, which is, a, is a crazy poll. She said, "Great minds discuss ideas; average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people." That's I can see where that was going. Now, what does that mean to you? That's a great quote. I mean, I think. Wait, can you say that one more time for me? Great minds discuss ideas; average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. I think, I mean, yeah, honestly, I think it's pretty like lays it out there for you, but I mean, yeah, just don't talk about people that like, like don't live your life for other people. If you just be gossiping all day, like you're small minded. Yeah, Yeah. no, exactly. And it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with talking about, you know, current events, the stuff that's going on, whether it's sports, we do a lot of that, but what we at Goat Talk like to do is definitely talk a lot more about it ideas but also if you're going to talk about a current event talk about it for the right reasons exactly that's that's true so i i I like to think that we we strive to make our podcast for the average and great minds out there maybe not the small minds but yeah if you're small minded don't listen to this podcast sometimes we get to toss you guys a little bone but that that's the quote of the day so i'll so let's let's hear your shout out. My shout out of the day actually took place yesterday. I want to shout out my nurse Selena. Um, she just made my shift at the hospital yesterday so much easier than than she could have, and shout- she went out of her way to just help me out, which is really appreciated. Shout out Selena. Shout out Selena. Thank you so much for making Saul's day. Yeah, you're you're a goat. That's that's why we're having this podcast is to to recognize goats every day. All right, without. Much further ado, we know what we're going to talk about. Let's let's talk basketball because any any goat combo would be, you know, it, it wouldn't be complete without a little bit of ball. Yeah, so I think if we look back, I think my prediction for the finals was Bucks Warriors, I believe. Yeah. So I got half of that pick. You right. said it, and I piggybacked off of it. Bucks Warriors and six. Warriors and six is still valid. Or you said Bucks. We both said, said Bucks yeah. We and both six. said Bucks and six. Um, well, you know how it turned out. So talk to me a little bit about game seven of the, the Eastern conference finals. Cause I don't think that the other, the did other I have to say, I think the, uh, that heat Celtics series might've been the most disappointing series of the playoffs. I think it was the least entertaining. I mean, most of those games were blowouts or they weren't close till the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we did get to see some great performances, mostly from Jimmy Butler. Jason Tatum had a great series. I can agree with that. But all in all, I was rather disappointed yeah. with the outcome of the series. I don't I don't know what exactly made it disappointing. Maybe it's because it was like 
each game started off with someone up 20 and then it was like just playing catch up playing catch up and in the end like most of the time at least whoever had the big lead early yeah like i'm not even mad that it wasn't a high scoring series because i mean if you yeah. look, look at it the two of the best defensive teams in the league it's just more of that it was always one-sided or i felt like it was always one-sided it just game. it made me mad like watching i'm not a, i mean obviously i'm not a heat fan but Watching it kind of pulling for the heat, even though, you know, we're big on Jason Tatum. And, I mean, now that he's in the finals, he's led that team there. I think it's pretty, like, the conversation that we had in episode one about, is he a top ten player? Age like wine. Yeah. Age like really fine did. wine. And we got a lot of hate for that, putting him over Devin Booker. Where was Devin Booker in game seven against the Mavs? You tell me. I, I Didn't show know. up. So, there's a reason that one of them's in the finals and one of them's in Cancun. But... All the haters out there, we just we just want to say I told you so, I, but I I just don't under I don't I can't exactly pinpoint what made it less under, entertaining. Maybe it was the one sidedness, but being someone who was kind of pulling for the Heat, that it kind of pissed me off watching PJ Tucker miss open threes. Yeah, no what, one could hit a shot except for Jimmy. What made me mad watching that series is I guess you kind of have to like you live and die with this mm-hmm. if you're a Heat fan. Is their role players were awful. Max yeah. Struess, I mean, Gabe Vincent had, like, maybe one or two good games. Tyler Hero missed a bunch of time. So, like, you're basically just watching Jimmy yeah. shoot 30 shots a game. Bam. Bam, I think, had a rather disappointing series, in my opinion. Ba- you can't be sh- – look, it, on on the on paper, it looks like Bam had a decent game, like, you know, probably 10, 11 rebounds, 15 points, which is a lot to ask out of him. But when you look at – first of all, no one – not a single player other than Jimmy averaged more than 15 yeah. in series. Like, you have you have people like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Which is crazy they even went to seven exactly. games. Exactly. And then, like, for Celtics, Jalen Brown's averaging above 15. Marcus Smart maybe has, like, 10 points a game. But then you have people like uh, Williams and, and, and uh, Grant Williams and Derek White off the bench who are putting up crazy numbers. Like, if, if one doesn't go, the other one's going, right? So. Yeah. It was it was all Jimmy on offense, and you can't have that. And and Bam was shooting like fifty or sixty percent from five feet away. Like let's if you if we look at like the shots that he took, he was every single shot was very. He wasn't taking mid range, especially in game seven. He and was, you you can see like you see his ceiling. Like I think I don't know what game it was, but he had like thirty two, like sixteen yeah. and seven. Like it's not like he is incapable of, of taking over a game. He just I don't know if it's a mentality thing or, or what it is, but. I just I think he's rather disappointing, especially if you're the Heat. Like you're gonna like you're gonna live with your role players not playing well yeah. on the on the road in the playoffs because I mean that's to be expected. But at home you have, I mean you have to make up for your road deficits at home. And like I think there was a point where Max Struess was like missed his last 19 like field goals and like barely recorded any stats. And like if he's your starting shooting guard and you're mm-hmm. getting like four points off of like 0 for nine, like that's just. Not a recipe for success. I think it was a bad move from Eric Spolster to take Tyler Hero out of the of game seven because I understand that he was obviously still playing on an injury and he came in and missed three shots. He was like 0 for, 0, 0 for 3 and like I think he had played 10 minutes. Obviously, that's not great, but the the amount of freedom that it gave, like it opened things up a lot for Jimmy because they knew that no one else was hitting shots. Well, yeah, Tyler Hero definitely is a game changer and I'll and Honestly, I think he should have played in Game Six. Like, I I don't think he yeah. should have sat out as much as he did. And like, I don't like watching Game Seven, the pregame show. They said that he was lobbying to play in Game Six, but like management held him out. 
But I mean, it's the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, if you're not like if you're not playing injured, like everyone's playing injured at, at this point. Yeah. Like there's a there's a great quote from Steve Kerr a couple of years ago. I think it was the finals or the Western Conference Finals, and they're asking about his injury. She's like, everyone's hurt, everyone's playing through it. Like that's it's period. Yeah, that's just what it is. You and he didn't. It wasn't even like his injury was like debilitating. Like he had like a groin injury. Like those are kind of like I mean I don't know like common, and they're definitely things you can play through. So I think I don't know. I think it was a little soft that Tyler Hero didn't play. There was someone, I'm forgetting who it was, but there's someone who has a quote, and he said that you'd have to cut my legs off for me to not play game seven. Oh, I, I, I know exactly you know who I'm talking about. about I got to figure out who it. It, who it is. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the type of mentality that's, that's missing. That's what you have to have. It's missing in the league today. It is. Especially, you got people like Kawhi could easily. You know, so there's this guy on um, TikTok, this old dude. Everyone calls him OG. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. So OG was talking about how Ka- Kawhi is up there with KD and, and LeBron when he's like healthy, but this kind of, this load management stuff is bullshit. Because how does Devin Booker have more points all time than Kawhi? Like if Kawhi actually played games, he would be very he would be high in a lot of lists for like all time, in, at least in my opinion. Because he's a, such a complete player. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely one of the better defensive players the league has ever seen. I mean, his versatility on the defense end is crazy. And, like, I I mean, going back to the load management, like, I don't think it works either. Like, like look at the last couple, like, finals champions and, like, tell me mm-hmm. where load management played a big role exactly. in them getting there. It's, it's I mean, you at the end of the day, I think the biggest factor in winning a championship is getting hot at the right time. Yeah. Speaking of getting hot, or I mean, I should say getting cold. What happened to Duncan Robinson? I mean, I think what happened is they realized they can't play him and Tyler Hero at the same time because they're both defensive liabilities. Yeah, and obviously, you'd rather take you'd rather have Tyler Hero's upside versus Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I mean that's ninety six million dollars down the drain, though. Well, the thing is, Duncan Robinson should be like he should have played in games. He had chances to prove himself. Yeah, in game he did. five and six. He did. That's true. He he wasn't hitting shots. PJ Tucker wasn't hitting shots. Kyle Lowry was hitting shots in the second half, but like, kind of too little, too late. Except for that monster run they went on at the end. Yeah. Yeah, the Celtics really almost sold that, and also the controversial um, call on a uh, what's his name? Uh, Max Drews. Max Drews. Out of bounds call. Yeah. He wasn't even out of bounds. How do you review that? How do you review that when you made the right call and then make the wrong call? Yeah, that's I don't know. It's it's disheartening because the reason yeah. you put replay in the game is to get the call right. Yeah. And to go from the opposite end of that from being right to being wrong is especially in such a big moment is you just got to do better than that. Yeah. Because if if that so the final game was the final score is 100 to 96, right? But obviously we know that Butler missed missed that 3. At the end, and we'll come back to that. But if if you put that three back on the board, it's ninety eight ninety nine, right there. And it's very. I mean, yeah. At that point, even if they make two free throws in the next possession down, you're still only down yeah. three. Yeah. And I get the dynamic of the cha- game changes, so you don't have people like Jalen Brown. Like with when you're up four and you have like forty seconds left, you're going straight at the rim and getting an offensive foul. That was so stupid. Yeah. Like I that just showed almost it was either horrible player decision making or. It was just poor coaching. See, I, that, I think that's that's not coaching. That's player decision. Like you're in yeah. the NBA, you've 
hopefully you've been in enough of those situations by now where you should know what, yeah. what you should do. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's all. That's what I think about that. It's crazy. So coming back to it, though, what do you think about Jimmy taking pulling up and taking that three? See, I saw a TikTok of, like, some dude, like, losing his mind because Jimmy shot that shot, like, and yeah. he wasn't in favor of it. But I think that's a good shot. I mean, like, you want your your best player and your most confident player taking that shot, in my opinion. And for the Heat, that's definitely Jimmy. Especially when it'd be one thing if Tyler Hero was on the court, but he wasn't. Yeah. And I have, I don't, I wouldn't, if I'm a Heat fan or coach or anyone, I don't have faith in Max Struess to make that three. Exactly. Um... I don't was it was Gabe who is there who is there three who who is else was in there I mean PJ was, Tucker I'm not gonna yeah. give him that shot was it Gabe Vincent it was or was I, it Duncan it was um Kyle Lowry oh Kyle, no okay, Kyle yeah. fouled out so yeah, it was Gabe Vincent uh, yeah and then I mean yeah. Gabe Vincent like I mean respect for he's comfortable but I'm not having a former D three player take a yeah. potential game changing shot in game seven. I don't disagree with with that at it all. Was a, I think it was a good shot. Like yeah. he, I mean he was pretty open like. You're not going to get much better shots. Exactly. So do you? But do you? You don't think he should have gone for a two? No, I'm, I think in that. I think I think in those situations, more often than not, getting a two is probably more like efficient than getting a three. But if you can get a good three, you got to go for it. Yeah. He, people, I I hate seeing the hate on him on Twitter and in TikTok because it's like, were you watching the game or did you just tune in for the fourth quarter or did you just hear about it? Yeah. Exactly, because if you watch the game, they wouldn't be anywhere close without him. He put that team on his back. No one could score. They missed in the fourth quarter. I remember hearing this like while I was watching it. I think they missed 11 straight field goals. Yeah, I mean. And they were getting defensive stops because everyone was playing good defense, but they just could not hit a shot. Yeah. And he was finding them. Like, Butler easily could have had a triple-double, a 45-point triple-double. Which would have been, yeah, I mean, he was – he had two games that series, like where he had forty-seven and forty-five, and could have had a, usually had a triple double in both. He yeah. was like one rebound and one assist off. If they if they had just hit their shots, then they they would have won. And you know, but which is sad because both of those games will never be remembered or talked about. Like yeah. later in NBA history, like no one's gonna like everyone's gonna forget about them, which is crazy because they're both monster games. To the victor go the spoils. What What's crazier to me though is that. Um, People, people, like I said, people were giving him a bunch of shit on on TikTok and Twitter, and it's just just casuals giving him shit. But he, if you saw how he was like reacting after the game, he like he knew he had he was like obviously sad, but like I don't think he like he would have done it again, and I don't blame him for that either. That's the mentality you have to have. Because flashback to when he was on the Sixers. And he took a quick two, and then Kawhi came back and and hit the game winner. That like you know what I'm yeah, talking about the, that shot, the infamous game seven shot. That he was in the exact same position. I think it was 96, 98 that time too. And he he Jeez. went and co- took the quick two because he had a bigger like bigger dude on him who was backpedaling just like how Al Horford was. He he took the quick lay, and then all of a sudden they come back with like ten seconds or seven eight seconds left on the clock, and you know yeah heartbreak, heartbreak ensues. So. Then Udonis Haslam, bro. Udonis Haslam's a clown. That <laughs> he was active. all the memes about him were so funny. He's got to be. Is he forty yet? Yeah, no, he's like forty two. Jesus Christ, he's by far the oldest player in the league. So they, just, they keep him around as a, as like a little icon. Like he doesn't. I mean, he probably yeah. got like a combined ten minutes the entire. Uh, he's like a he's like a coach. 
He really is. He's, I mean, just, he's like he's like a he's a culture setter. He's yeah. a tone setter, which I think is a very important role. Yeah. But yeah, so shifting gears to the West, I mean, the, the Warriors Mavs series was a lot less competitive. I um, had kind of, I had uh, when I watching the first game, I, I was like Warriors in five. Actually, I, I said they were going to sweep them, which yeah, I was wrong about. I was a little disappointed in Luca's performances down towards the end of the series. I mean, ba- I, which is a, it's a lot to put on to expect from one person, but unless Luca was going for like 45, 10, and 8, they weren't even close in most games. If they were playing another team, I would agree with you, but it is so demoralizing when you're literally doing everything for your team and this dude Steph Curry is just banging a three in from 35 feet away and then doing a little shimmy. He, and I saw something that was like, oh, he's not, he doesn't make shots when they're down two, but when yeah. they're up two, he turns and into... The thing, those, are, those are current players that are yeah. saying that. I think it was, well, Matthew Dodovo is not a current player, but yeah. he said that. And then fucking Patrick Beverly, too, bro. Yeah. Don't even get me started on Patrick Beverly, Dude, bro. I cannot stand he's him. He's a menace. Yeah. But I kind of I kind of agree with that. I'm not going to lie. I, I, now that, like, the more I think about it, more times than not, I've seen Steph go off. Like, if you're up a little bit, he will make sure that's a huge lead. You will keep the lead. But if you're down... More times that I I don't I can't recall like many times where I've seen maybe I'm just like, you know I know not, what you're saying thinking. but I think that's just because like you you hear that quote and you think that because also everyone's quick to say that but then everyone's also quick to be like oh Steph wins is he top ten all time so how are you gonna say someone's top ten all time but they don't make important yeah. shots no he makes important shots but just not like I know I know what down you're saying. yeah too. like but it, those are, those are the most important shots that's true and if you can't make the most important shots then you're not top ten so. Those people got to pick a side. So let's. So that's a good. That's a good segue. Let's say he wins. That's his fourth ring, right? Yeah. Where does that put him all time? I think it definitely puts him top fifteen all time. I mean, he's definitely changed the game in yeah. ways that few other people could. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd be comfortable putting him like that ten mark, that ten to twelve mark, if he wins. He he has to win and have a good series. Well, who else has? F- has that many rings in the modern era? Like, let's talk about it. I mean, LeBron has LeBron, th- obviously. Right? Shaq has four. Shaq. Kobe has five. Kobe. Tim Duncan. Yeah, Tim. So, these are all people who, like, if you say them in your top ten, people people are going to argue with you that they should be higher, not lower. Right? Like, when I said... Higher going, like, towards one or higher going... Going towards one. Okay. Like, when I, when I said something about... I think Kobe Kobe's in my top ten, but not top five, and like he's closer to ten than he is to five. I got I got some hate for it, which is fair because I mean we had that discussion. But where do you, like because Steph, Kobe wasn't Kobe Kobe and Shaq were like it was Kobe and Shaq for three of them, right? Yeah. And Shaq won Finals MVP. Yeah. So was Kobe the best player on that team? And that's my argument that I always say, maybe not, but. Steph is undeniable. Even though, like, I get you have the Iguodala ring and then you have the KD ring, like the KD MVP and the Iguodala MVP. But that the Iguodala MVP, I don't think there's a single NBA fan that would agree that he should have yeah. won that. That was a fluke. So if you if you think about it like that, then Steph has basically three of those. If he wins this year, then there's three times that he's he's three rings where he's been the best player, and that's one more than, in my opinion, Kobe. I'm not saying he's better than Kobe by any means because Kobe is much better. Like, I still think Kobe's better than Steph, obviously, but Steph being the greatest shooter of all time, setting all these records, which are probably never going to be 
you know, broken. And then you have people like who are literally designated shooter. Like I think the highest shooting percentage of all time is four, like four forty four point four percent, which is Steve Kerr, right? Mm. And right under him is, is Steph. And you think about the amount of threes that Steph shoots, it's insane. Yeah, but to play devil's advocate and to kind of, to kind of believe this, so yes, Steph has all those rings, but I mean, for KD when he's playing with KD, like that's probably the greatest team on paper ever. You don't you disagree? The the Bulls that won seventy two and ten. Okay, well, I mean, okay, it's it's arguably one of the greatest teams. Yeah, they won seventy three and nine. Um, I'm, just, I'm just getting yeah, on my MJ. Yeah, no, I feel that, but so. He's played on great teams for all his, all his finals wins, which is not his problem. Like, the Golden State Warriors did it the right way. They drafted those players. Exactly. That's what people are missing. Everyone that? except for KD, they drafted or, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, they it, they came up to the system, which is, like, Steph has no control over that. But, I like, my biggest, like, like taint on LeBron's legacy is him losing to the Mavericks. And I think for Steph, him blowing a 3-1 lead is overlooked sometimes. Yeah. And, yes, it was to LeBron, but... I mean, those last three games, he kind of disappeared. The the entire Golden State Warriors team kind of disappeared. So I yeah. feel like that's got to be looked at at least a little bit when you're looking at his all-time legacy. That's fair. I, I didn't really consider that. But I don't think – here's the the crazy thing is, like, if they win this year, which we're, I think they are. I think it's Warriors oh, I think, in six. Oh, I hope it's Warriors in four. Well, if they win this year, which I, I think they're going to, I don't think he's done. Like I, you know, what I'm saying like I could, I could see Steph winning six rings. I think oh, he, I think they could win two more. I mean, because their core is going to resign. Like, where were they, like, why would they leave? Wiseman comes back healthy. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why they're not like they're gonna. I think he's about to have a LeBron esque finals run. Like, I think he could. They, the Warriors could easily be in the finals in the next like six years. That's a that's a crazy statement. Six years. I mean, they've already made it to six out of the last eight. Yeah, I mean, like, they're older, but they're not old. And, yeah. and they still got, I mean, Poole's super young, Wiseman's young. I mean, people like to clown on Kaminga, but he got a great upside. Yeah. I don't I don't like Kaminga, but that's fair. So let's talk about the predi- your predictions then. So I'll, t- I'll tell you mine first. I see Golden State getting out early, probably winning the first two, if I'm being honest. Then the Celtics pull one back. You know, I see. Actually, I'd say they, they, yeah, the Celtics pull one back, so it's two one. Golden State gets another three one. Celtics win one three two, and then Game Six Clay finishes it off, and it, I see Warriors in four two, and I see Steph Curry being the MVP, getting getting like twenty five, eight, and four. That's that's fair. I think I hate like I hate to say this because like I, I like my I wit I want the Warriors in four, but I think the Warriors are gonna come out a little rusty because they've yeah. had, they've had some time off. I think they're gonna come out a l- slightly overconfident. And I think I mean honestly I think Boston matches up pretty well against them, so I think it's gonna be Warriors in seven well, with oh. Steph being the MVP. I mean I want to talk about that. How how do the Warriors match up with the Celtics? Because the Celtics bigs are I mean they're. Obviously, they're they're good bigs, rebounding bigs, defensive bigs, but they're not like seven foot bigs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think the biggest issue Boston's gonna have is they're not gonna be able to play Robert Williams and Horford at the same time. Like, there's just you can't. Like, yeah. Unless for whatever reason the, the Warriors play Draymond and Kevon Looney at the same time, which if, if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm not playing 
I'm making them go small because yeah. why would I let them have both their bigs out there? Exactly. Um, so I think that's the biggest issue for Boston matchup wise. But I mean, I think like Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown all play like good. Like none of them are defensive liabilities. So like, I think they match up well with the Warriors uh, backcourt. I can't wait to see Steph Curry absolutely. Cook I Marcus hope he Smart. puts fifty on his head every single game, dude. That's gonna be so much fun to watch. So. Marcus, so let's talk about that. So my Warriors lineup would be, and this is, I mean. I'd go with the, the DEFCON 5 lineup. Yeah. Ste- Steph, Poole, Clay, um, or I mean, obviously you can interchange that, and then Wiggins and, and Draymond. Yeah, that's what, that's, I'd run that, I'd run that, what is there, 48 minutes in the game? I'd run yeah. that lineup 45 to 48 minutes. Throw Kavan in. Um, Otto Porter should be back to ha- like 100. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't I, know what's happening with Gary Payton. I think I he's think out he's, for the playoffs. He's, yeah, he's, yeah I think he, he got he, pretty messed was, up. Yeah. So I don't think he's gonna make a late return yeah, either. Doesn't ban you, dirty ass player. So, which is crazy because if so, this is this is something I wasn't even thinking about, but this is important. If Steve Kerr coached the Heat. Do you think that the Heat would be better or worse than with Spo? I don't. I think it'd be pretty close. Cause I think Spo's a good coach. Spo's a great coach. Um, I mean, I think Steve Kerr is also a good coach, but he's been blessed with a the easiest coachable. Like, I mean, like all he has to do is draw up these crazy plays. Like, I mean, like he's got a crazy yeah. amount of shooting, which makes your job so much easier as a coach. So, I mean, I think I don't think there'd be a big drop off. But Steve Kerr has, I would say. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can necessarily put that on him, but the role playing that occurs with the Warriors is the best in the league, in my opinion. You can have anyone come up, like people just know their role and they play it well, and they can adapt their role. And I think that you, you don't naturally adapt your role like that. You have to be coached into it, like a, a guy like Draymond with Steph and Clay. I'll give it to you. Right? But is that coaching or is that is that like the player culture? Like I think it's more to the player culture than the coaching. Like I think like yeah, like you can like a coach can try to make you understand your role, but when you're playing with like superstars like Steph who are like yeah, who are unselfish and then you have the leadership of Draymond, I think they're the ones that help the younger players understand their role better. Well then who helps Draymond? Like I'm saying, Draymond used to Draymond has become a t- complete forward now. Like he 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 can run the offense. He high high pick and roll like you know, I mean, yeah, but out, I think shoot the three when he needs make make open shots. I definitely think that speaks to player development and coaching. But I mean, like you, you yeah. hear those mic'd ups. It's literally just Steve Kerr just like patting everybody on the back, like great job, keep shooting stuff. Like, I mean, I'm obviously they're not going to be able to show like that yeah. coaching because that's like th- there's issues to that. But I mean, I do think yes, coaching does play a part of it. But like, yeah, I think a lot of it comes from the culture, like the player culture. Steve Kerr has a stellar resume. He does. He he is the only person to in the modern era to win four rings in a row. Did you know that? He three really? with the Bulls, and then he went to the Spurs the year after that with Twin wow. Towers, and they won. So he, he is the only person to win four rings in a row. Yeah, probably. I, I I think I mean regardless of the modern era, I think it's the first person, the only person ever who's not part of that Celtics. Celtics yeah. So that's insane. Then you know he could have four rings after this season. Yeah. Geez. Um, as a coach. Uh, highest shoot shooting percentage of all time. I mean, yeah, he's 
he's a, he's a likable guy. He is. Like, I, I think, like, I, I want to see him do well. Like, the Warriors team onto itself, except for Draymond, how you feel about him, are very all likable people. So, Celtics and or Warriors and seven is your final. Yeah. I think it'll be a close seven, too. I respect that. So, here's my question for you. Yeah, let's hear it. Is So, I would like you to rank from five going to one the five most important players in this series. So, like, five, four, three, two, one, one being the most important player in the series. On, like, from both teams, like, combined. Best or most... Most, imp- most important. Most important meaning, like, X factors? Like, they have... To, yes, but, like, they they have to play well for their team to win. Okay. Number one, Jason Tatum. No, no, go from five to okay, one. Okay, five to one, sorry. Well, I, I got to think about... Right, well, you might as well just go from go one to five, because you kind of already spoiled your one. All right. Well, I feel like when I told you my two, you would have figured it out. So, I'm going to go five to one, actually, then. Okay. Um... Number five, I think Draymond. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think Draymond needs to have an amazing defensive game, right? And also be able to step up and, like, he can, it's crazy because he can just knock down open threes, like, now. Like, he can knock down some open mid-range. So being able to knock those open shots down, like, when his team needs him, because there's going to be so many, you know, double-team matchups that he's going to end up getting open more to- more often than not, so... I think Draymond needs to not only knock down those open threes, but be able to run that high pick and roll offense that they do so well. And play Draymond needs to just do what he's been doing all the time. And that like, if he can continue to do that, I think they'll win. If he can't do that, people are going to start realizing how important he is to that team. Because when he said we can win without UKD, he was being serious. Yeah, he was. They're, I mean, six out of the last eight finals they've been in. Number four, I don't want to say pool. I mean, I, I think if even if Poole doesn't fire, like, Clay and Steph got it. So I'll put number four, I'll put Clay. Okay. Because, you know, there's going to be off nights for Steph, and him and him and Poole got to pick it up. And also, um, defensively, holding when, – when Jason Tatum can't, can't make buckets, like in the first quarter we saw in game seven, he couldn't make a shot – they they build a lot of pressure. It builds a lot of pressure on him, and he doesn't. He's still younger, and it's his first final, so he's not going to react well to that. So for Clay to be able to lock down Jalen Brown, which we've seen he's he can be an elite defender, um, that's going to be huge, because um, or I mean, if Steph, Steph plays on or if Clay plays on uh, Jason Tatum, then obviously playing defense on him is more important as well. But regardless of which one of the two he plays on. Playing good defense on them just builds pressure on the other guy, right? Yeah. So I think that will be that's going to be very important. Um, three up, Jalen Brown. There's going to be times where J- Tatum can't fire, and Brown needs to come up, and he he he's done that all all playoffs. Mm-hmm. He needs to come out and he needs to fire because you got to take pressure off. It's a young team, and you it has to be a team effort to beat these guys because the Warriors have a so much experience, and b they have such a good team dynamic. These three three out of the five dudes have been playing together for like fifty like twelve years now, right? Or ten years. Yeah. So that's that's another thing. And then two is Steph Curry, obviously. Like you're the leader of that team. You know, you come out up. win the finals of if you take it up. And number one is Jason Tatum. Tatum if if Tatum can go God mode, which we've seen him go before, right? Like we're talking he looks like he's Kobe out there. Yeah, the little sidestep three. If Tatum can just start, because once 
when Tatum like makes a three, he doesn't like make it like a, a rims in or like yeah, backboard. Net. It's literally straight net. So if he gets hot, he's such a good pure shooter that it's Jason. If Jason Tatum can have big games, that's that's the only way they're gonna pick up games. Is I mean, it sounds pretty like obvious, but if he if he can you know turn that prime that little like, Kobe thing on, yeah. They they have I could see like I could see it going to seven and you know who knows because yeah. he's just so hard to guard and he's got size on everyone yeah what what about you so mine mine might be a little more surprising I think so my five is uh, Marcus Smart okay. I think he has to play obviously like I mean he's gonna have to show off why he's a deep boy obviously you're not gonna stop the Warriors uh, backcourt but. Bullshit Depoy, and he's gonna get oh, 50 agreed, on his head. Oh, agreed, agreed. He can't get 50 on his head. But I, okay. I, I mean, like, I just think, I think as from the Celtics, like, you're gonna need, but you're gonna need him to score at least 15 if you're gonna win a game. Yeah. Especially on the road, he's gonna need to show up. Um, four is for me, is uh, probably, probably Clay. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm less worried about the Warriors just because they've been there so many times. Like, they mm-hmm. know what they have to do to win. I mean, like, like, Clay, like, as you were saying, like, defensively, he's, a big component on that side of the ball, but uh, um, so yeah, I think plays four, three, three is definitely Jalen Brown for the same yeah. reasons. There, I mean, Jason Tatum's is young, like he's inevitably gonna have a couple bad games during the finals, and without, I mean, Jalen Brown's gonna have to pick up all that slack, which he's more than capable of doing. Yeah. Um, two, I have Tatum. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I think one and two are, are pretty close. Uh, and. Number one, I have Steph Curry, just because I think he's the most important solely because when Steph Curry is hot, there is no better offense in the NBA. It opens up so much for your team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he extends the defense to 40-plus feet. you got to pick him up at half court, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, I think, th- I think they're going to run that high pick and roll yeah. every single play. Because why wouldn't what are they gonna try do? to get mismatch- to get those mismatches? Um, so, if, I mean, if, he, if he's able to pull the, the – the further out he can pull the defense, the easier it is for everybody else. So that's why he's my one. And like now, like I said, now that Draymond can hit shots, when you have like four elite scorers, which I, I, I'm going to admit it, I was not sold on Andrew Wiggins, but now I'm warming up to him. Yeah, I'm not saying If you have four elite scorers and then you have someone who can open, like hit open shots and then you're running a high pick and roll and you're bringing the defense all the way out there, and it doesn't matter if it's Marcus Smart and like, you know, the greatest guard defense, like one, anyone, right? It doesn't matter yeah. if it's a deep boy. It's hard. He they're they're gonna beat that right. So, I think um. I, I mean I I agree with you. It could it it's Stephen obviously it's Stephen Tatum obviously yeah. And um, one thing about Steph is this experience experience is so important here. Yeah, that's we'll really see. I think this will really be the finals that tell us experience versus like youth. Like I that just, conversation. I just don't see. I don't see the Celtics picking up more than two, but I'd love to be proven wrong because if I'm, I, it's a win-win for me because I love Steph Curry because he's from Charlotte. So if they win, I'm right, and you know, I win. And if they lose, well then Jason Tatum's definitely a top five player yeah. in the NBA, and yeah, we said that on record like a month ago. Yeah, either way, we look good. All right, well, we probably spent 30, 40 minutes talking about basketball, so let's move on. And I hate that it's always basketball and food, but that's it's really the most important things to a man. I mean, yeah, sports and, and sports food. and grub. Like we, you can't ask for. And then when you combine those two, 
and you can go out with the boys, like yeah. a night out to a nice restaurant, watching the game, it's hard to beat. But fast food, let's talk a little fast food. In last time we talked subs, because we had our resident, you know, sub, sub connoisseur here, who's right now in Croatia. So shout out Jared. Yeah. Um, what are your top fast food places? And we're going to go down a little rabbit hole with this. So Yeah. Um, I mean, I think number one, like, it's difficult because it's hard for you to understand. But I think most people have Chick-fil-A at their one. That's fair. I mean, I think everything I've gotten from Chick-fil-A is quality. So yeah. I can't hate on that. My number two might be a little bit of a controversial pick, but I have to go with McDonald's just because they have so much variety. They're a classic. And, like, yes, like, you're not going to get, like, like – they're consistent. Like it's not going to be like gourmet fast food. Yeah. But you know what you're getting every single time. Like and it delivers. Um, it's a great deal. Like you can go there for breakfast, lunch, dinner, mix it up. Like you know, like they're probably one of the like few fast food restaurants that you could eat at like every day yeah. for three different meals and like be able to change it up enough where you're not going to get tired. That's of true. That stuff. The day before, do you remember the day before my birthday? We went because I was yeah. I left on that day, and. Their coffee is pretty good. It's not bad. It was pretty and good. And it's cheap. It's like a dollar seventy for a nice coffee. I got a whole break. I got two hash browns, a biscuit with strawberry jelly, and the coffee for like four bucks. Yeah, I mean it's like it's it's you just, for your buck. You can't beat, especially with with inflation today. Oh my gosh, you yeah. cannot beat that. Yeah, the McDonald's is the one consistent in an ever changing world. Which is why we need to talk about fast food because. It's becoming a reality for most of us. Yeah, I think a lot of America is, is feeling the inflation. So, um, and then I'll just give you three. So yeah. I got Chick Fil A, McDonald's, and then my three, I guess, would have to be. Are you going burgers here? Are I'm you trying going? to. I'm, Let honestly, me. probably have to be Wendy's. Okay, because the four for four is just an. <laughs> The faux An fo. undefeated deal. Shout out Jake Hawkins. Yeah, the the OG four for four guy. But yeah, I think Wendy's because I mean they got obviously I mean they got like that's great. Like I like their iced tea. Like a big a big thing for me with fast food restaurants is the quality of their tea. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm gonna get to drink. Yeah, so I drink. need a good tea. Good. They got a nice chocolate frosty too. Yeah, and you get that little keychain that Jake has. Yeah, not yet. Get Steel. Free, yeah. I mean, if you dip fries in a frosty too, it's just great little sweet and salty combination. The honestly, like we got we got to talk about Jake's play the fo the two fofofos and then the the frosty. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, that is yeah. I mean, eight. That's you eight. You walk bucks. around probably he's probably dropped like eight fifty after tax. Yeah. You have two burgers, eight nuggets, two fries. I mean, can't go wrong with that. What, what oh well, you get two drinks with the four for four, right? Yeah, cause you two get a, of them. You get a small drink yeah. with each. So he gets two drinks, and then he gets a chocolate frosty for free with the keychain. Yeah. So you, are you a biggie bag guy, or are you a four for four I, guy? I've gotten the biggie bag. Um, If I'm hungry, I'll get the biggie bag, but I'll usually get the four for four. See, so I'd say like 95% of the time, I'll get the four for four. Before before I, I was educated, I thought the biggie bag was a essential 5 for 5 See, now that would be stupid. Like, that would be, like, crazy good. Because what, what, what would the fifth item be if you could pick for your 5 for 5 what would be the? I think it'd be another side item. Like I don't. I mean, I don't really know, honestly. They got they got baked potatoes. What they say? Maybe like yeah, that or like yeah. If they had mac and cheese, that'd be a crazy little side item. Insane. Um, but yeah, I mean that's why I think the four for four is so great because it en encompasses everything you're gonna want in the fast food experience. That's fair. All right, my I would say my top three and 
kind of my lit- litmus test for whether a place is a is fast food or not is a drive through. Like if someone has, if you don't have a drive through, I can't. Re- I don't really consider you fast food. Yeah, that's fair. Like I don't think Chipotle people like are, oh it's Chipotle fast food. I will say there are some Chipotle's and Panera's that have drive throughs now. Um, that's true. Panera does have drive. I wouldn't. I don't. I still don't know if I would consider them fast food. Yeah. Or I've seen subways with fa- with drive throughs. Yeah, I mean, well. there's a lot of places now that have drive throughs just because of the convenience of yeah. it all. But but I'm talking about like if you it, there has to be, it's pretty much always a drive. It's 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 a rule. Not, not an yeah, exception. yeah, yes. That's, so, that's a great way to put it. So I would say number three. This is I I'll probably go McDonald's. Oh, you're going from three up. Yeah, that's I probably should have done. That. I would probably yeah. go McDonald's because. Most of the fast food places, there's not much I can eat, right? For like, those of you not being able to t- watch right now, he's wearing a McDonald's sweatshirt. It's a, it's the Travis Scott, Cactus Jack, Apple Pie collab thing. So it's not that bummy, but... That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't meant as a diss for <laughs> people who... No, it's it's hard, but it's hard. Yeah. So um, number three, I'd probably go McDonald's. And that's... I mean, there's not a lot of places I can eat a full meal because in case the audience doesn't know by now, I'm vegetarian. So can't really eat a burger. Um, I would go McDonald's just because I can get a good breakfast there. Like sometimes when I actually want a breakfast, like that's where I'll go. Same they have thing. a good. I mean, I guess you wouldn't know, but they have a good chicken biscuit, like underratedly good. Their biscuits are good. They slept on. Yeah, I think the best biscuits are still like Bojangles has a great biscuit. Yeah, Chick Fil A has a phenomenal. Chick Fil A is moist. I like theirs a little more than Bojangles because they put butter on it, so they keep it nice yeah. and and it's always fresh. Like you can get a dry one from Bojangles every once in a while. But so my classic orange juice, two hash browns, and uh, a biscuit with strawberry jam. So that's that's three because you can't really eat a, you know, a meal, but you can get fries yeah. or something. Two is probably cookout. Two cheese quesadillas, oh, yeah. no sauce. Yeah. I don't like that quesadilla sauce. Uh, Cajun fries, cheese bites, and a sweet tea, a large tea. It's pretty it's slept on tea. Tea's pretty good. Yeah. Um. And the number one's gotta be Taco Bell, just because. Damn, yeah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about all these places. Well, the thing is, Taco Bell. I can. I mean, every Indian person says Taco Bell is their number one because it's the only place where you can get pretty much anything on the menu. Facts. Because yeah. I can just be like, oh, sub beans for beef. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've 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 eaten some heinous meals at Taco Bell. Like I've I've dropped. I've dropped some money there. One time, me and all of my cousins dropped a hundred dollars there. And this that's was a lot of food. Well, this was in 2010. How many cousins you got? Like 20. Well, I got I got I a know lot those of big Indian families come caravanning in, and Taco Bell gets nervous. We we be stealing the sauce and shit too. Oh my god! I'm not gonna lie. Now we I have like four four or five cousins li- that live in Charlotte, and then they have like their like spouses, obviously, because they're a lot older than me. So it's probably 10, 10 to fifteen. I uh, no, ten to twelve people, and we dropped like one hundred and thirty bucks. Well, if, but I'm, this if, was, I'm, if I'm a Taco Bell employee and I see a big Indian family walk in, you quivering, and I'm getting paid like nine fifty an hour, I am. I'm thinking about quitting on the spot. Again, this was 2011, 2012, maybe, maybe two thousand thirteen. So we're talking. Prices were a lot lower. Yeah. You're not getting paid nine fifty either. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. You're not getting paid nine fifty. Maybe maybe making seven twenty five. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, that's a good segue into the best fast food item. Taco Bell just brought back the Mexican pizza. That 
is a game yeah, you, changer. I haven't had that yet, but you've been hyping it up, and I've seen Bro, it, I've seen it on some TikTok. You stuff, gotta trust, and I'm I'm yeah. I've been meaning to get out there and try it, but I just, you gotta try one. Yeah, what it, what is it exactly? Is it again? So it's it's two tostada shells, okay. right? And then in the middle they put. I mean, I just get it with beans, but they put beans and beef in it. Uh-huh. If you get the normal version, and then on top they put this like sauce, which is like, it's like a little bit like sweet but tangy. It's so good. It's it's not just like their like the hot sauce that they have. It's like a little bit spi- like little hot, I guess. Um, and then they put cheese on it and tomatoes. And like they, tomatoes like, or like salsa. Tomatoes, and then they like put in the the. Whatever that the thing that they have to melt the cheese uh-huh. for like thirty seconds, and they bring it out. So gas. Yeah, that sounds sounds good. Because the sauce is great. It 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 tastes like eating like a great. It's, it's probably the closest thing to like. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like if you ate a taco at like a real Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Like that's how it tastes because the shell is actually good, like crispy, and it's actually corn. Like it's not like flour, like how most of the. You know, places yeah, do because yeah. that's not traditional. But it's not, yeah, you can. There is a for those. There's a big difference between corn tortillas and flour tortillas. Yeah, especially when you fry them. Yeah, but um, I guess that's a. So, what is your best fast food item? Because that's mine, hands yeah, down. I feel like I have to double down and go with a selection from my favorite fast food restaurant. You don't have to. It's it. I'd probably be more accurate if you didn't, though. Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, best fast food like single item or like deal. Sing, gotta be single, single item. item. Okay, honestly, I gotta go with with a double quarter pounder from McDonald's. Okay, because there it's uh, and I have it on I have it on good authority that the quarter pounder is the only sandwich at McDonald's that uses real meat, and you can definitely taste it when you bite into it. Who is who is the good o- good authority? Yeah, <laughs> Griffin Doherty. Okay, but I, for, he there was a point in time when we, when we were lifeguarding our freshman year in high school that we would eat there. Every day, like I like I think like over the summer we ate there like five days a week. Did you lifeguard at Brookhaven pool? Oh, I like it. Lifeguarded at a. You're actually not allowed to lifeguard at your home pool. It's really? A conflict of interest. How how was that a conflict? <laughs> of, well, you you you're just not gonna save a kid because he's your neighbor. I, what I what the hell does I, that mean? I think it's more of like you're gonna be distracted with like the people that live there and you're not gonna be doing your job. Oh, okay. I, I that makes a lot at more a, sense. At Providence Downs, it's where Berkeley lives actually. It's like right. It's on right off Providence Road. Um, shitty pool, shitty people. But I recommend going there. Damn, uh, heard it here first. Yeah. So, but yeah. So we would before before every shift. I think the pool opened at like eight or nine. We'd go to McDonald's and get uh, some bacon, bacon and egg McGriddles. Okay. We would slam those. Ter- like I'd like fall asleep like thirty minutes after, and then right after we got off our shift, we would go and then go get a quarter pounder. So you j- was it the one in the arboretum? Yeah. Word. So, I mean, not the healthiest lifestyle, but you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Big dogs got to eat. Facts. Speaking of big dogs eating, I think the best value place for a fast food, other than, I guess, I mean, I've never had a four for four, but four for four, excuse me, um, cookout, right? I think they have the best deal, but overall best value, I think it's still got to be McDonald's, like a, a dollar menu. Oh, yeah, that's Where true. else can you get a dollar menu Best from? deal then. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, that best deal is definitely the cookout A tray. tray yeah. Trey is crazy. So is it is it a cardinal sin to go to cookout when it's light outside? Or what do you think? I think I think it's worse to go to cookout when you're sober versus when it's light outside. 
Because like if you that go to sucks for me as someone yes because as someone who's gone there both sober and not and I wasn't driving put that on the record when I was drunk I was not driving um once you when you eat it sober at least for me after I eat it I feel like crap like I got all that like like shit in my yeah. system like I I just want to go home and like lay down like because I just like stuff myself with like all this like greasy fast food yeah where as I'm, when I'm drunk I don't really, I don't feel that side of it I'm just like oh this is so good for and it's usually like two in the morning so I'm like I'm going to bed anyway yeah exactly like, why not just slam this so yeah I mean I don't think it's a sin but I think it's I would say three to four times better when you're drunk and it's night outside and you're not laying in line that's when true it's light outside so I. I went one time and I sat actually sat inside and ate, which was kind of like I forgot who I did it with. It was me. Was it you? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. It was a lot better than yeah. it normally is. Yeah. So there is there's something to be said about sitting inside cookout to eat. It was. It was it was good. And you were sober and it was light time. Yeah. We we just we had no we just decided to go yeah. It wasn't bad. Definitely wasn't bad. I it was better than it normally is and they give you more and it's also like fresh or you can also refill your drink, which yeah. is huge for those of you that But don't if you do get that. a huge tea, are you oh, really here's, finishing it? Here's here's a question I have for you. Okay. I can't stand these people. When you leave a restaurant or any or a fast food place, do you top off your drink to go or do you throw it away? I mean I, I'm someone who can't drink like a lot of sugary stuff. So like like you you like cheer wine, right? No, I don't no, like cheer wine. Neither do I. So Okay. What's your favorite like what's your what drink would you get at a fast food place? Like yeah, cook sweet, sweet tea. Sweet tea. So you wouldn't like so you get a you get a huge sweet tea. You're not gonna fill it up before you leave and bring it home with you for like later. You're just gonna throw it out. I can't if I would feel so bad. I can't even finish a normal regular sweet tea like a huge sweet tea. I just I feel so bad drinking. I can't physically do it. I sometimes struggle to finish a Coke can. Jeez. But I will drink I will drink it for those first five sips because it's so refreshing. Yeah. But I I can't finish a Coke can in one go. Like I, I can if I really if I'm thirsty, but like you know. Oh yeah, I'm I'm maximizing my liquid. If if I'm getting a huge sweet tea, I'm going to down it, then I'm gonna get a fresh one and take home. I, I respect that. I'm not gonna hold you like I, I respect that. And I'm not gonna lie, I thought that was a pretty common thing to do, but like I've been like paying attention to it more recently and like People would just be wasting drinks, man. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wasting drinks, but I don't know. I just I can't bring myself to do that. I I also have a big problem like finishing drinks that are not water. Is what I realized. Like a lot of times, like even when I'm drinking coffee, like th- at, like towards the end of my like coffee, because I sip on it yeah. towards the end, there's like a little bit left. That's a lot. Either like the sugar has settled down, and so it's a lot sweeter, or like it's a lot more bitter because the espresso like has settled yeah. down there, or like. It's just gone cold, or yeah. a mixture of those three, and I'll just be like, like tossing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was just. Th- I, I honestly, I think it stems from the way my dad, like he would not like. Yeah, he's like one not waste not or whatever that saying is. Um, so like I have like a like I've just been an early raised to just like finish everything in front of me and then also make the most of it in the form of taking it to go. I respect that though. I just I don't know if I can do that. Well, I guess that kind of answers our our cookout question, and we we tried to limit food for today because last last episode was literally an hour of food. So yeah, let's let's talk about like you know we kind of started with Eleanor Roosevelt saying, "Great, great minds discuss ideas." Let's talk let's talk hypotheticals. Always comes full circle on this podcast. So it it really does, and we don't even plan it; it just happens. 
What show would you like to be in if you were trapped in a TV show for a month? And which character would you be? So it has to be a TV show. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. This might be a, I might get a lot of hate for this take, but I'm gonna have to go with Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. I think it'd be sick to live in a world where like Pokemon are like real. And not only that, you're like the goat of all like Pokemon trainers. I'm not gonna lie, I was never a Pokemon guy. Yeah, which is why it's a very like niche take. And not only that, there's nothing. There's also no material. Like it's like. At least the way they portrayed it in the show, there's no material, like there's no money problems, there's no like popularity problems, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you don't have to worry about all those like those like material stresses. That's true. You're just out there like living your living your world. I think I mean I, I like I said, I never also this is that was off the dome. I didn't think about like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that was just kinda just But that's how we do it here. We yeah. we want to be organic. You you would not believe how many times that we, we think of a question or something to ask and then we don't like Talk about it beforehand. Like I guarantee you, like thirty or not thirty. Like tonight, I'll be sitting with Shish or something, and I'm like, oh, I have a different answer to that question. Yeah. Or it will be like, I know something I can ask next time, and he won't even mention it to me until we're right here. Yeah. But because we try to keep it organic for you guys at home, but I think I would have to be a, a character who's really rich and I, has that, no That's what I was thinking, but I was like, I couldn't think of. A, Episode or a TV show like that off the top of my head. Like, just so I could fuck around and be filthy rich for a solid month and not do shit. So, um, you know, Pops is dad from regular show, Mr. Maylord. I know the show. I don't yeah. know the characters. Well, like he's that. just, he's just filthy rich. Really? And he has like no problems and he lives in a mansion. So I, I could look at be him and then I could just watch them do dumb shit in, in the par- park. Or, I think I want to be someone more engaging, though. Like, someone who's a main you character. You gotta be a main character. Yeah, I don't want to be a side character. Yeah. I would I would be Sherlock Holmes from the Sherlock TV show. Like, the British one? Yeah. With Benedict Cumberbatch. Because, first of all, he's, like, he's sick. Like, yeah. the, he, he's a sociopath, and he's kind of, he's, he's really awkward, which is the only problem with it. But, like, he just says whatever he thinks, and he's just the smartest person in the world. And everyone's, like... Like it acknowledges that, and I would love to. Be, I would love to be able to think like him for a month. That is very true. Like he can see someone who walks in, and he'll be like, "Oh, you're definitely divorced," and they'll be like, "How do you know?" Like, "Oh, like your like ring you shift your weight." Like exactly. There's like, there's like a, a a tan line on your ring finger. Exactly, and I'm just like, "Damn, bro!" Like, I, I want to be like that. Yeah, that's crazy. So I think it would be crazy to think like that for for a month. And I mean, he's kind of famous in the show, and. That's probably my answer. Right. Quick little segue then. Who would you if you could do it from a movie? Who would who would you be? From a movie? Yeah. I mean, there's Sherlock Holmes movies too, but I'm gonna switch it up. Yeah, I will decide. Don't don't pick Sherlock Holmes. Um, Harry Potter for sure. Man, that was who I was gonna be. <laughs> All right, bro, I'll change it. Yeah. No, actually, nah, bro, I'm 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 I'm, I'm 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 Anakin from from uh, the third movie. That's who I'm gonna be. Damn, bro. Just a. a, a Prodigy, a goat. Yeah, I guess and, so. And but you getting shit on well, the entire movie until the end, then you get burned. Yeah, but then, I, but then that's just you gotta. Have, so you you wanna, gotta. You gotta have a fall from greatness to have. A but comeback. you want to live through being having your face burned off. All right, you're con- consciously choosing to do that. Yes, because I'm with Padme, who is so fine. Shout out Daisy Cadmus. You know what I'm referencing. <laughs> Jeez. So, nah, bro. Like real talk. 
Harry Potter is such a good answer. Yeah, that no, that's, even though like I didn't even hesitate, that was gonna be my answer. But like after like bro, like almost died and shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just also it would be awesome to live in a world where, um, witchcraft and wizardry is. That's what I'm real. saying. Like I could just like do like spells and shit. Dude, I wanted to do that so bad as a kid. Yeah, I was one of those kids who was like waiting for my Hogwarts shit to come in. I was like, damn, bro. Well, you, I was Harry Potter for Halloween. They forgot it. Oh, you were? Yeah. You, you don't want to know what the most busted thing I've ever heard. I'll, you might have heard this. <laughs> Let me hear it. Jared was Draco Malfoy for <laughs> Halloween one year. Bro, why? He's he's the complete antithesis of Draco, too. Like, if you meet him. Like yeah, see, which is... Him as a person. He also looks nothing like him. Like, he, he, like he kind of vaguely looks like Harry Potter, but looks nothing like Draco. Who, who, is, who is Jared in the... Harry Potter universe. Who is Jared? He's. Don't say some foul shit. Because I know you're going to say some foul shit. I'm going to say some foul shit. He's definitely a professor. Like, he's not, he's not, he's not Ron or he's not Harry. And he's not Draco. Who are you going to say? Nah, bro. I can't be fouled. No, go ahead. Nah, that's, that's just. He's got, he's definitely some professor. I don't know who though. I'll, I'll tell you off the, off the mic. (laughs) All right, so honestly, I just told Saul who it is. Saul, what's your what's your reaction? That's fair because he like, I mean, like he's kind of like he gets he gets a hard time through most yeah. of the series, but then he comes when it matters the most at the end of he the, comes of through. It all, he comes you know through. what? No, I'll say that on the mic. Yeah, it's Neville. Yeah, that's I'm with Jerry. That. Get, Jerry gets shit from so many people for no reason, and he just takes it because he's a good dude. Yeah, and like he'll fight back, obviously, but like. If you need him to come through, he'll come through for you. Yeah, Neville's a very apt. I'm done. I'm gone of the days where we we shit talk Jared on this podcast, <laughs> especially when he's in Croatia. Yeah, like, I'm exactly. Like, I'm just not gonna do. Bro's that. living his life. All respect, much love. Hope you come back soon. Hope you have a good time. But okay, well, I mean, I think that was a good that was a good one. Okay, so where would you live? What would you do, and how would you live if money were not an issue? This is definitely a recency bias from the show I'm watching, but I would definitely live in Montana on a ranch. I'd be like a like a rancher, like or I would own a ranch. What like, show you what? Yellowstone. I, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, have you seen it? I have not seen okay. it, but a, a well, lot yeah, of people I mean, told me about they, watching it, it. it. It's a great show. I would definitely recommend it. Um, but yeah, I mean to own a massive ranch in Montana and like live that lifestyle, because like one thing I didn't realize, well, I kind of knew, but I didn't realize is. Like being a rancher and a farmer, like a good year is breaking even. Like it's more yeah. about like the like family cycle and passing down what you have like through the generations, and not necessarily making money because you're not going to make a lot of money. Um, so if money's not a problem, I think that kind of a career is definitely has a little more of a like appeal to it. And I mean, I think it'd just be like, I mean, you're removed. Like you don't really worry. Like you're not worried about like the hustle and bustle of the city and like yeah. everything else. Like it's just like you just get up every day, work hard, like with your family and then like lay your head down at night and pretty content. I respect that. That's a very simple answer. Like, like it's simple, not in the sense of like, like it's a easy answer, but like simple in the sense of like, you know, you know, you're a man who knows what he wants. Yeah, and it's it's also like, beautiful out there. Yeah. You don't want all the, you know, pomp and brass and stuff. It's yeah. I don't want to live you in, know like what a, you want. in a penthouse in New York city. Like, Grinding away. Well, myself on the other yeah, hand. Yeah, I knew. I'm, I was just, I'm sure this is where that's going. I would live in. I would. I mean, I used to always want to retire in Italy. 
I've always said that. Yes, but not a bad place. As time is going on, I'm realizing that I don't. I I love the United States, man. I, I would have to live so. My ideal thing would be to live in somewhere like, and even though I don't like California that much, live in somewhere like L.A. where it has that like beautiful weather, like beautiful scenery. seventy every single day. Yeah, and I would do. I would. Pro- I would love to be a professor. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I would love to teach math or. I was like, you, would you rather teach math like economics? I don't. Economics, I, economics. So. I like. I like economics, like, because I think it's like it's. If you can intuitivize it, then it's like basically common sense. Yeah, but I don't see. I love it when Jared explains a good economic problem to me in like a common sense. Because it's way. common sense, like, right? I know that shit. Like, it's. I think. I mean, people people underestimate how how useful economics is, like in the daily life. But it's it's something that shouldn't. I shouldn't say this because I have an economics degree, but I shouldn't need to be a degree. <laughs> like you, you could teach like five, like three or four classes, and you're straight. Like you'll be economics whiz. Yeah, Jared explained opportunity cost to me in thirty seconds. Yeah, and that's something that applies. Our, like opportunity cost is another thing is like thinking on the margin, which is something everyone al- already does, and also like the idea of like sunk costs, right? Like if I've already put five hundred dollars into this, that's sunk. You know where I've heard that? Where poker? Yeah, poker. Poker is a lot of that. That ideology makes poker aggravating. It's hard. It's hard because you have equity in the pot. I That's what you always hear. You always have equity in the pot, but yeah, some people just love to spout that off. So I would. I don't know about economics, but I like. I love history. Like, yeah, I wish there was more to to do with a history degree because yeah. I I do love history. So I could. I would love to be like a Stanford professor or some like nice ass school, and then like live in like a very scenic part, like live in the hills or something. Yeah. Beautiful weather, amazing food. You know, maybe I'm playing out my ass income tax, but it is, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, how would I live if money? Well, that's the way I would live. Or another thing, other than a professor, because that's a little bit boring. I would an archaeologist. Yeah, like but, Indiana Jones type shit. Yeah, I would. I would be Indiana Jones. Well, no, actually, I wouldn't because I'm not. I don't rock with like everyone trying to kill me. Like, yeah, I'm not trying to have that kind of stress. Snakes life. and shit. I hate snakes. I absolutely hate snakes. Yeah. And it's so like when he gets trapped in like snakes. I used to have like reoccurring dreams of nightmares of like snakes. It was always the same one. And it was like, ter- I would wake up terrified every single time. So you know your dreams like mean something subconsciously. Yeah, right? I looked so it up one time that. what it was. And I forget what it, what it said do it was. Do you know what it is? And, uh, I can't remember what it was. It had to do with like anxiety or like stress yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, it was basically, I was just like, I was like, I'd wake up in a house with yeah. like snakes around me. And then I, like, I'd run out the house and it'd just be like a field full of snakes. And I'd just be like running for my life through these like this snake field. Damn, that's scary. Yeah, I, and they I, were and they were big ass. I'd be waking up sweating. I did. I would. I I'll go on a little tangent and tell you about this little dream I had not not too long ago. And the crazy, I don't I don't dream very often. Like, or, I, I mean, think you we do. all you dream. Yeah, yeah. But like, I you know I, I used to always remember my dreams, and then as I got older and started, yeah. it just exactly stop remembering less so i I, i'll rephrase obviously i you know we all dream but i don't remember my dreams as much and um so when i do it they're like when i do and it feels real and then i wake up i'm like all right like damn so i I never i never had looked it up but then one of my friends was like oh yeah like they all mean they mean something and i was like what do you mean and then i mean obviously they explain it like it's it makes so much logic like it would make less sense that your dreams didn't mean something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like it's it's your mind. It's it, your subconscious. It's your subconscious exactly. So, 
I looked it up, and basically the gist of the dream was I was somewhere. I don't know where I was, and I went to this really nice hotel, and the entire bottom floor was, like, all, like, glass windows, and, like, it was so much open light in the room. It was basically, like, and it was, like, it seemed like there was nothing around except for, like, greenery. So it might have been, like, a clubhouse or something. I don't know what it was. And the sun was setting, and the entire sky was, like, this, like, beautiful orange color, like, when the sun sets, and... Um, I was like, there were a bunch of people in the, in the hotel, whatever. And like, I was talking to all of them. There was a police officer there. It was really nice. I don't know why that had any relevancy, but then something happened and I like, I had a backpack and I like went to put it up in my room or something. And then I came back down and there was no one in the lobby. Same thing. Everything you just, you could, all you could see around you was like these windows and the, you know, these doors that were transparent and you could just see beautiful orange sky. And I saw, like, a tornado in the distance. And I'm like, oh, there's no way that thing's coming here. And then, like, I just keep watching it come closer and closer, and I can't move. Like, I'm just standing still. And then finally, like, it starts breaking the windows and stuff as it's getting closer because the winds break the window. And then somehow a fire breaks out and all that stuff. And I feel like I'm just before I die, um, I'm assuming I died, just before I die, I wake up. Man, I mean, that's pretty good recall for a dream you had a long time ago. Like- well, it was... I'll tell you. Th- I'll tell you exactly when it was. It was during finals time. This year. Yeah, it's about a month ago. Okay. A month and a half ago, and I was like, and I looked it up, and it was like, if you have like see all this like glass stuff like that, whatever, you're trapped in a box. And I was like, all right, that's a, that's a str- like yeah, like really like okay, that's, like that's a pretty general guess. Yeah, it's a pretty general guess. And then it was like, you feel like if you see it, if you're if you're like. If you see a tornado, you think things are out of your control and you're spiraling out of con- like stuff is spir- spiraling out of control and it's out of your control. And I was like, that's so true. Like that was so accurate because I really thought at that time I was like, damn, bro. Like I was like, I just can't handle this right yeah. now. I got too much stuff. You know, you know how it it's, was. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy how the mind works. I was I was sitting somewhere at like eleven o'clock, ready to accept defeat, and I texted Saul. What I texted you? Oh, um, I can't remember. I don't remember. I said, text, I said something uh, like, um. Like I'm not gonna see you. Like I'm not I'm not gonna see you for a while. Like oh yeah, you're like you're like you're like you're like you're like I appreciate you, man. Like I'm not gonna see you for a couple of days. Like it sounded like, like a that. like a farewell. Like, yeah, I was like, like oh my gosh. He bro thought I was not okay, which I I probably wasn't, but I was like, it, it was crazy, but yeah, we that was a ta- crazy tangent. But <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next question. What is the greatest invention in human history? Do you do you want me to go ahead and say mine? Please go ahead. I think mine's kind of like a cop out answer, but I think it has to be like the invention of a written language, just because I. Think Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Literally, bro. All right, bro. Go ahead. Just because I think that has like led to so many other inventions, and without like establishing a basis of communication, like I mean, we just wouldn't have advanced <clears throat> as a society the way that we have. Um, I think there are definitely some ones that come close and rival it, but at the end of the day, like. Without a written written language, we, I mean, we just wouldn't even be anywhere close to where we are today as a society. That's fair. Well, I mean, that's. I feel like it's also the. I mean, it's kind of like an un, like that is the right answer. That, that is question. the right answer. Yeah. I'm gonna say electricity. I thought that was gonna be my yeah. That was it was it was that was the. All other right, one. let's 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 do some. These are too like obvious. So let's let's do some like sleeper picks that like have like a butterfly effect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. All right. Um, sliced bread. Okay, that's not where I was going with this. Well, why? Well, why do people say 
something is the greatest invention since sliced bread. You know, like that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's a stupid saying. But why do they say? I be, don't know. I don't know. It's got to be based on some truth. Maybe it's because slicing bread saves so much time that because like if you've ever made a loaf of bread and then tried to slice it yourself, it's so hard. Maybe I'm just making them wrong. I mean, I would say domestication of animals. Like, I mean, like horseback riding, like, that was the basis for transportation, which, talk about saving time. Yeah. That's all transportation does. I mean, like, who thought to, oh, if I get on a horse and ride it, like. Irrigation. I would love to meet the first person that got on a horse and tried to, like, And try to ride it, yeah. Like. That dude doesn't balls. Yeah. Yeah. To the floor. (laughs) Irrigation. Yeah. Or not even just irrigation, but understanding how to channel water so you can stay in one place. Because if you're a nomad for your entire like life, you can never work on anything other than every day you wake up, what do I put on the plate, right? It's not yeah. like, I wonder if there's God. Like, no. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's it. So definitely being able to figure out how to, I mean, I guess that goes along, that's just like planting crops, like cultivating crops. Yeah. Because once you can stick in one place and plant crops and grow food and have food then you have time for like specialization of labor yeah i also think like i guess the basis for modern medicine is homeopathic medicine like whoever decided to like if i put this leaf on this burn like it's gonna help or like, yeah like the like the oil from this like tree will help like yeah like that kind of stuff i think is very creative and also obviously is the basis for modern medicine my parents are still big well especially my dad he's still big on homeopathic medicine yeah i mean they have do's for a reason like yeah i mean homeopathic medicine does work he he's like he doesn't believe in he try he tries not to you know go to Western yeah I I, 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 I told I've told people that I don't believe in like not that I don't believe in Western medicine but I like I like like Tylenol like there are people that live on like yeah. they wake up and they're chronic Tylenol takers and like I just like that's ridiculous I don't like I like if I I don't want to take medication unless I absolutely have to mm-hmm. I think it should be one of those things that's like obviously it makes life a lot easier for people but I think it. There's a general placebo effect with a lot of medicines, and also it should be, like what you said, like unless you have to take it, you shouldn't take it. Because there are definitely people who need medica- like certain medications oh, yeah. that have to take it. But like, for sure. Like, I'm, like, I don't believe in taking like Tylenol for a headache unless it's like a migraine. Like, I mean, like, I think like you're just as, like, just get through it. I just sleep it off. Like, buck up, baby. Come on. I used to have really bad migraines, I think, senior year of high school. Yeah, I got one. I've only had one, and it was my senior year of high school. It was right after a, a football game. And I came home and I was just like, I was miserable. Like I went, I was, like, I was laying in my bed with all the lights yeah. off. Like my mom came in, she's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "I don't know." Like you can't eat. I, like I was like, "This is terrible." It just feels like it feels like, you know, when you've had like a really like tight hat on. Yeah. And it's like an awkward thing where it's like pressuring your eyes. Yeah. That's what mine used to feel like, and I was just like, "This is so bad." Yeah, I would say a close second to that feeling is food poisoning. Oh my god! I don't god. know if you had food poisoning, but that is because I mean you can't move. Like it's coming out both ends. Like Jesus. It's, for a, for a day straight, you just you know you're just gonna be down bad. I think the only time I ever had food poisoning, well, I don't eat many foods that could give you food yeah poisoning. food poisoning. But the only time I ever had food poisoning was when I had um, I went to Monterey's with with Nick, Ugh. and I think I got churros at the end, and I think they were, they were like maybe undercooked or something. I yeah, that yeah. And I just threw up. I threw yeah. up like a bunch of times, and then I felt fine afterwards. So maybe it was just maybe it wasn't. Uh, food it was just bad food. But it was like I was feeling down bad for like four hours, and I just kept throwing up for like another hour and a half, and then I was like decent. Yeah, that's the worst. So this next question is kind of, 
I mean, the way I answered it was kind of the first the first TV show question. But if you could live in anyone's head for an hour, who would you choose and why? Jared, hundred percent. I just feel like he does not share. Like, I feel like he maybe shares fifty percent of what he's thinking okay. at any given time. And I would just love to be in there, see what's going on. Damn, bro, that was he snapped that off. Yeah. I mean, I live in everybody's head rent free. Like, I'm assuming you know that, this so. is somebody that we know, somebody that we knows. We can do both. You can. Do I mean, both. if it's anybody, it's gonna be Elon Musk, just because, like. Yeah. What the hell? Like, yeah, what, like, what is bro what thinking? Is that even, yeah. How does, what, how does he even think? If I could live in anyone's head for an hour, someone I don't know, probably a president. Probably not. Current Biden. president? Mm, maybe not Biden. I would love to know the secrets. Maybe that they Trump. Keep from us, though. Maybe Obama. That's what I'm saying, because they get the book of secrets. You know they have some so deep secrets. That's how you, you get briefed on Area 51, all that shit. That's, yeah. what, that's, why, that's the only reason I want to do that. Yeah, you know about extraterrestrial life. It's out there. Maybe George Bush know what was really going on. Yeah. Bill Clinton, Obama, any of the previous presidents. Yeah. I just don't know if I would be in the right state of mind if I was in Biden's head. But for also, an hour. would you would you really want to go live in their head, find out all the secrets about the country, and then just come back to your regular ass yeah, self, knowing really all the information that you know? Yeah. I'll be I'll be straight. What would you do with it, or would you not do anything with it? I wouldn't do shit with it. You just live your life. I would tell. I would tell all my friends. What if I'm you like, knew yeah. like the world was ending? Like there's like that. There's like a meteor like on course that's gonna hit us in like twelve years. I'm not. But they're keeping the whistle, that bro. secret. You're I'm not, not, bro. That's chaos. If I if I blow the whistle, the the meteor is gonna kill us in twelve years. Like that's the end of society as we know it. So and, you so you think keeping secrets is has like is justifiable? Oh, uh, you put me in a pickle. See that this is the thing. You know me, like I, I'm, I'm all about, you know, power to the people. But right? but but you wouldn't but, tell them what you know. But if if the government had to keep, the government has to keep some. I uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know because like, if tomorrow like that that came out right. Yeah. That would be the end of society as we know it. So it would do no one any good to. Make I that think public. I think that's a secret. I think there are certain secrets a government has to keep. Yeah. But I'm saying, and you personally, if you somehow like were able to ascertain all the government secrets, I think y it's your <laughs> civic duty to share it with the public. I don't think shit, shit is my civic duty, bro. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to. You don't believe do, in civic duty? I do believe in civic duty, but like my civic duty is to vote. I voted, okay, but they, so they're, then, in, they're in power, so they can pick if they want to tell you or not. But I'm not trying to get killed by the government. I mean, but if they're you get a if burn, you, if, if, if you let that secret out. Chaos would ensue, and they you would be the least of their problems at that at that point. Yeah, but chaos is still ensuing. I, who does that? That, that doesn't matter. If I know I have twelve years so left, so you think it's better to I, live in the dark? Well, well, if you have twelve years left, would you rather live twelve years of normal life or twelve years of absolute degenerate society chaos? Okay, but yes, I see what you're saying there. But then Anarchy. that that that, that like so then to go off of that, like it's like would you rather live in like. Be live like in naiveness or naivety, whatever the word is for that, or would you rather like? I'm not living naiveness because I know damn well what's yes, going on. Yes, I'm saying. Okay, this is, I'm no longer talking about this specific situation. Okay. This is now like a, like in general. Like, would you rather live with like full knowledge, or would you rather live like in the shadows, like without knowing? Like they say, like, like ignorance is bliss. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. See, it's just the type of guy I am. I like knowing everything, so I would I would but have then, to know, and I know that it would it would mess me up mentally. I don't really care. So you're so like so say there's a massive government secret like yeah. I don't know like something crazy that like is like life altering like world altering like, yeah. would change the course of human history. Yeah. 
you don't want you would know that and be okay knowing it and not have it wouldn't have any ramifications on your oh it life. definitely would it would definitely affect my mental but health, you would want to know it but i would want to know because right now we're living in i'm i'm living the naive part right now and i mean all, every grass is always greener is. right yeah i know every citizen is like if Whether i was you believe it or not i don't care what political affiliation yeah. you have we are all living the ignorance yeah. bliss lifestyle go if you if you think that you know that we know everything that obviously no, I don't think anyone thinks that we know everything the government knows. But if you think that there's not serious, like, big things that are being hidden from us, go read the declassified stuff from the FBI and the CIA from, like, um, like the 50s and 60s, the stuff that's been declassified now. Go, like, just just look at it and, and now come back to me and tell me that, yeah, I don't think there's any big cover-ups or anything right now. Because that stuff wasn't, wasn't declassified for 30, 40 years after it happened. Yeah. They wait till after the damage could have been done exactly they let it go so this is this, this podcast is not to, meant to be anti-government for legal purposes but yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but i think it's a, i think it's a good question like would you rather live like it's like say like say like it's kind of like this question like would you rather live your life knowing the day that you're gonna die or would you rather live knowing you're not gonna know when you're gonna die so i would rather not know because i think i think if i knew it would change the way that i lived Actually, I know it would change the way that I live. Yeah. Okay. I would. When you put it like that, maybe. But see, when you. Okay. See that that depends on the nature of the event that I'm knowing, right? So if I if I'm crossing over from being naive to un, like uncovering these government secrets, is it guaranteeing that it's like a doomsday type thing? Like, in, if, not if it's necessarily a doomsday, doomsday thing, but it's it could it would alter the course of the world. Well, as long as I'm not dying, I don't really care. I do care. I do care. That's wrong. I care, but like say say so say like there's like a like we had like intel that we knew that like like Mexico was gonna like launch a nuclear weapon on Australia and they were going to destroy the continent of Australia and you and you knew that and again it's not gonna Chilling. affect you. you so you're not gonna say anything. You're gonna let a continent get wiped off the face of the earth. Personally, I wouldn't let that shit happen to my continent, but I mean. Fuck it, it's it's Australia's life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, but you don't think it's like so. You think you're just gonna my sit heart, behind, my like, heart goes all, out. I don't know the, the population the of Australia, but they're all gonna be dead, and you're gonna be able to and, live with that at night. My heart goes out to them. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because they're gonna be dead. Well, at the, at the end of the day, I need like I, I'm all about helping a brother out, but right, if you put me in this position, like what would so so what would I do? Blow the whistle? Then who does that help? So, all right, we'll take this on a so then on a smaller scale that'll apply to you. So you're in finance. Well, actually, no. So you're not gonna be. You would never be a whistleblower for your company, on your company. You knew they were, maybe they had some grave FDA violations. So how long have insider you, trading? How you're long to blow the whistle? So how long have you known me? Since high school. It felt like a lot longer, but yeah. Have I ever snitched? Yes. No, you haven't snitched. But there's snitching and there's doing the right thing. And you, and I know you know that I ain't seen it, bro. I I didn't see shit. You know you know how it is. I know I know how it is. But turn. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna actively participate in it. Okay. So where do you draw the line between doing the right thing and being a snitch and, and being a snitch? All right, if they're actually fucking people over like stealing millions like a, of dollars. A Ponzi scheme, pyramid, or yeah, any like you're not gonna blow this one on Ponzi scheme. Well, if it's if it's like, see, this sounds bad because this is gonna make me sound like anti-elitist or whatever but like if it's like if they're fucking over average people then yeah i'm gonna have a problem with it and i'm gonna blow the whistle but like if they're like i think that's fair but then, but like then again scamming like 
multi-millionaires for like a million dollars, then like where do you draw the line? I on might average turn the people other versus the, the elite. Yeah. Where's the line? I don't know, bro. It's it's a hard it's a hard line. Yeah, no, these are hard questions. I don't I don't have the answers either. I just I feel like they're beneficial to be asked. I'm just I would turn. I mean. I would turn like I, I'm a big believer in karma. So if you if you're doing wrong by other people, it's gonna come back to you anyways. I do believe that as well. So if as long as you're not doing something heinous, like I, all joking aside, like I I do like I do like to consider myself someone who who likes to stick up for people if they if they don't have a voice themselves. But if they're like scamming people out of like millions of dollars and stuff like that, and they I could get me implicated with it as well, or like they're just it's like average people, like you know, people who don't deserve like like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Then I would I would snitch, but like if it's if there if it's like other companies, like guess what? That happens every single day in Wall Street. So. So you're saying that you would you would stick up for the people that are in not in a position of power, the less fortunate, like that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. So then go back to my my government question. Say that you know this dude has been planning this shit. <laughs> I know, but like He's I actually haven't. But now I'm kind of like I'm thinking about it. So say like you jumped in the. We'll just do current day. You jumped in the president uh, Biden's head. Yeah, and you've come to realize that they're going to release some kind of like some kind of like disease that's going to basically like ra- eradicate like like all like the poor people in the world. This is sounding like an Alex Jones podcast now. <laughs> that's going to eradicate all the poor people in the world. Yeah, just because of like. You know, like just to kind of like level out like social classes or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So, but would then would you speak up on that? Yes, I would. But only because it's poor people or the less like the people in non-power. No, infected. because it's it's something that's being done, right? If if it was Mexico, if it's something that that we're doing actively. So then, what if it was Mexico? Then you wouldn't speak up. If it was nice to know, I would still speak up. But like, what I'm saying is, like, if it's a meteor hitting the Earth in ten years and there's nothing anyone can do about it, if there's nothing you can do about it, would you ever blow the whistle on that? Like, say there's like a month left or a week left before the meteor hits, would you blow? The, would you say something then? I would tell my like close family and friends, and the news would spread like that. So, you, but you don't think everyone deserves a chance to say goodbye to their loved ones? But you can, I mean, yeah, they do. But that's the government's job. It's not my job. I can't get on the world but stage. You know, the government's not gonna not gonna announce that because they they can because the whole for the whole. Anarchy and chaos reason. So, so then, maybe okay. Then I'll, here's, blow, here's then I'll blow a whistle the day before. Here's what I would say though: hours of chaos. because I don't think it matters if you say anything or not, because no one's going to believe you. You would have to get a, an expert in that field to hear you and believe you, to fact check you, and then to give out like to announce. That. Yeah, and all of them already bought off by the government. So, so I really don't. Even if you try to blow the whistle, which is sad, I don't think you'd be able to. That's fair. I don't. So it's all a mood point at the end of the day. So the the, well, the thing is, it, it depends on the, like I said, it depends on the nature of the thing that I'm blowing the whistle on. If it's something that we can't control and that. And that what? Telling people is only going to hurt. It's kind of a, it's kind of a Machiavellian approach, like, you know, and justifies the means. So like if, if in the end it's going to be chaos, like, then I'd rather keep quiet and like leave the people in, in, in Place darkness. And yeah. ignorance. But if it's something like Mexico's gonna nuke Australia, like, okay, that's tough. But like, you know, see, well, actually I'll change my answer for that because it's it doesn't really matter. Because if if I snitch, then it's gonna be World War Three. If I don't snitch, it's World War Three. But I guess if I snitch then live more lives are saved. Yes, yeah, it's, it's potentially. Well, I, I would never know. 
Because what if I snitch and then it, it backfires? Like, and then it ends up costing more lives than if I didn't if I didn't snitch. And but that's, Australia just took it and then everyone was There's no on. answer to that. There's never, like, that's a... Yeah. It's those what-if questions never have an answer. So the the type that's of stuff, like, answer. I mean, I think that the type of stuff that's covered up, though, is stuff in the, that's already been done and there's nothing that we can do about you it You don't now. think there's any, like, I think, like... There's stuff that they're doing right now, or that's. I think I think there's a lot of half truths out there right now. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think there's like full cover-ups of what's going on, but yeah. I definitely think there's a lot of half truths. I think that for most major events in the world, we know seventy percent of the truth. Yeah. And that last thirty percent is like the important thirty percent. Yeah, and it's also like chalked up to like oh tinfoil hat guy is like saying this and that, but like there's some. Dude with a tinfoil hat out there who's actually got it spot on. Oh yeah, about whatever you want to. And he doesn't about. even know it. Yeah, he doesn't. He he's shooting in the. Shot shooting in the dark, but like you know. Yeah. He doesn't know that he's actually like 100 right. Yeah. And someone's like for some that he's on the FBI watch. And list. some government, yeah. Big Brother is, is watching. Just hoping best nobody it. believes him. So, this is, I guess, a good good question. What is? I mean, what is your greatest? What are your greatest fears then? I mean, like. I think everyone has an innate fear of being alone. Like I say, like that's like I hate. I don't like being alone. Um, Damn, bro, change the like, mood. Not to get like deep on you, but like I do. I definitely hate. Would hate to be alone. That's I've fair. I've come to realize more and more. I have a fear of heights that I never knew I Same. had. Like I'll be like up high and I like look like if I, especially if I'm like, you know those like uh those like skyscrapers that have those like glass Dude, windows. Yeah, I could like I'll look down. I'm like I'll. I have to instantly step back. Y'all can't even see it at home, but I'm like, I'm yeah, like, he's like shivering. I'm shivering right and now. Like when people go on like hikes and like look and like will like step on the edge of those ledges and like look down. I, I like I like I'm I just I like get I don't even have the words. Like I don't like dude. It. I st- I don't like talking about this. <sighs> okay, so we went to New York a couple of weeks ago, my family and I, and we're looking for apartments for my dad. And we got to this one apartment, forty fifth floor, something like that. And literally, there's a balcony, which is probably about as high as this table is right here. So if you were standing up, it'd be just maybe a little oh, bit. Oh, knees. I know where this is going. And if you, you oh. look straight down at this thing, there's so that like, if I could very easily trip over it or climb over it, my brother was sitting on the ledge. Yeah, and, people that And do I was that? like, I was like, you were a madman. Yeah. Like, you were a madman. Yeah. And he was like laughing and shit. And me and my mom were freaking out. And dude, when I like talking about it, like my heart rate is increased. Like, I can't, I, I don't, I want to change the topic, but yeah. Yeah. Ah, dude, I, it, that that scares the living hell out of me. Is watching someone else on a yeah on a thing, or like even if I'm walking with someone and like they're kind of like they're if I'm walking on a sidewalk with someone and they're walking on to the right of me and they're walking towards the road. Oh really? I'll like I'll like ask them like I'll I'll like come on their side. The sidewalk like, rule. Yeah, and I'll walk on the like you know that shit like your parents yeah. would do. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, that's because I was that's like just being a gentleman. I have it. I I just. I just trust myself. I'm just not only trust myself, but I'm, I'm like more worried for them than I am for myself. Wow. For what, some, a, what a guy. All right. Now like the, <laughs> where did, where did I think that in there to make yourself seem like a good guy? I, not that you're not, but <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hate, I hate snakes. But I, say, do you, do you hate spiders as well? Spiders. I'm, I mean, I don't rock, I don't rock with spiders, but I'm not like a, I don't have, so a you're more afraid of snakes. Than oh yeah. Spiders. hundred percent. So you'd rather come face to face with like a tarantula than some like, yeah, than like a python. Yep. One hundred percent. Really? And if you, if you if you don't think that you're whack. No, I I I I would much rather come face to face with a deadly snake than a tarantula. Bro, tarantulas are mad slow. They, no, no, no. 
And also, some of the deadliest spiders are like, I mean, you are That's super true. small. Like That's true. At least if a snake, like, I'm going to have a somewhat big, like, I could, like, step or, like, brush against a tree and say there's a spider on it. Like, a deadly spider would hop on by me and I wouldn't even know. At least a snake, for the most part, I'm going to see here, like, Bro, you know these what I'm saying? The th my thing with spiders is, like... And they spiders can get anywhere. Chill, like, bro. I was in the... I was in the shower the other day and there was a, there was like a, a a spider in there and I was like what I was like you know it's just I'm not I don't know we might have to edit that out because there's people in the house that can't live with the fact that there's spiders in the house that that sucks for them but we I don't I'm not afraid of spiders like that brother you should be they're not that fast bro okay think about it like this you think snakes are. Well, yes, just they're, they mean, can strike fast, but they're not they can strike so fast and they can strike up to half of their length. So like if there's a 20 foot snake, he can strike within 10 feet of himself. That yeah, all is all I'm saying is if, about, you watch, if you go on like Nat Geo Wild, yeah, there's plenty of videos of tarantulas and other deadly spiders taking down snakes. Tarantulas taking down snakes? Yes, because they're, they bite them and their venom is done. We gotta watch this shit tonight, bro. Yeah, I'm serious. Cause I used to watch. I was a big like animal planet guy when I was little. Saul was a big shark guy when he was a kid. Yeah, I respect that. 100. percent Still am. I don't. I don't know. Nah, I'm gonna go. I'm still going snakes. I used to be afraid of ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah, I do believe in ghosts. By the way, I don't know if you what. Do I did not know that. I believe in ghosts. Yeah. 100%. What? Whoa. I'm sorry. Like you talk about like those like shows like where they would like go around with like the Geiger counter and like yeah. No, ghosts are come real. Come on. Spirits come on. If you, I feel like if you're religious, you got to believe in, in the spirits and then there's ghosts. So do you look, wait, do you believe in big, I would, I would much no, rather, no. I would no big sooner foot, believe in Bigfoot I believe than in Boogeyman than ghosts. Yeti might be real. Okay. I don't, I don't rock with Bigfoot. I don't think that's real. Uh, what's the other dude? Boogeyman? Nah. Yeah. Cap. I, Chupacabra, all these, I, I don't know. That's all the, the I don't extension really care about that Bigfoot. shit though. Um, so you're, t if you, okay, this is, this is how I look at it. I believe in God, right? Yeah. I believe in supernatural beings. That, I mean, that's an extension of religion, yeah. And if there's a supernatural good, and there's there must be a supernatural evil, would because devil. that's what religion, that's what especially my religion dictates, and I know your religion dictates that yeah. as well, right? So you don't think the devil has ghosts? Devil has spirits that I mean, maybe not like a ghost like with white cloth and sh stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, do you think these? So let me. Do you think these like? These supernatural, like, evil forces, like, or ghosts, whatever, ha can have, like, tangible effects on your life. Like, like, physical effects on your life. Like, it can move a chair or something? Like, or, yeah, or, like... Yeah. Really? Yeah. I believe they can, like, it's more of a, like, mental thing, like, but, like, like, temptation and whatnot. But I don't think they can have, like, that they can affect the physical world around me. What about, like, you don't... Okay. You don't think that... See, the, the, another way I look at it is, like, energy, right? Yeah. There's positive and, and there's... I think there's negative energy around. Well, like, I mean, like, I, I there's, in, there's Newton's, Newton's laws. Yeah. And, like, you know, and like it's it's well documented how energy works. Every Energy is everything. So I think that there's also factors of energy that are, like... So when if something has negative energy around you, it it ushers negative things. Like, you, I can't believe in karma and then say I don't believe in negative energy. You know what I'm saying? I guess, yeah. And maybe I'm saying, and you could say that, oh, it's you believe, well, you believe in karma because you think it's it's God's way of doing, you know, restoring balance in the universe and like God's way. It's like a divine way of making sure the the people get punished What's for what they've done. What's meant to be is meant to be. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess that's that's an, that's a an logical answer as well. But I, I don't know. Maybe I sound like a little tinfoil hat dude myself, but I don't. I believe in ghosts. I think that. Um, I I I I, just, I believe in like you know there's there's evil spirits and energies. There's one thing that I would love for me to that like I like I have I've been getting recently I've been getting very intense feelings of deja vu, and mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. like I don't like I just want that explained to me. Dude, I I would never understand it because I never used to think it was real, and then it happened to me like a couple of times, and when it happens, it's real. Like I'm like I'm like sitting there and I'm like and I'm like I know I've lived this. Like I've been in this exact situation, which like. Like I couldn't have been, but yeah, yeah, I feel very strongly about it. And it's random things too, yeah. which I'm just like I, like I want that explained to me. Like, or, or I just want to know what that is. The craziest experience of deja vu I've ever had, and I think it was the first one I've ever had, was when I was a kid. I used to I used to watch. You, you remember Austin and Allie, the the TV show, right? Yeah. I used to go. I used to watch that shit. It was good. I used to rock with it back in the day. Okay. And when I used to rock with it. I would obviously be watching whenever the new episode dropped, whatever it was like Wednesdays at 8 a, 8 p.m. I was watching it like live, right? Oh, damn. okay. So this you're, is like, that, you're a fan fan. Well, this think about it. This was the days before Netflix, Hulu, stuff like that. Like a lot of people don't even have live TV, like direct TV. Yeah, cables. That type of stuff. Cable anymore. companies are probably hurting right now. Yeah. Like I know we don't have a dish dish. Yeah, or we don't have we don't have cable. We do like we have like streaming stuff. We have Sling like live TV. Yeah. So. Um, this was back in those days when you actually had to watch like the Sunday TV morning cartoons. Air, exactly, Batman and Superman used to come on at ten and eleven. Th- <laughs> those are so good. But going back to the point, I was watching a new episode, and I I had already watched it. Like I I knew everything that happened. I'm not even like I swear to God. That's that's wild. And I was sitting there and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, see, the, it's things like that where you just like it's, they're unexplainable. Yeah, it really it, it's 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 inexplicable. Like, I I don't know how to like I I don't know how I don't know how, but I knew exactly what happened. Yeah, and every like I and I know like everyone experiences like degrees of this on, on certain levels on, about certain things, which is wild. Yeah, like it makes you think like all that like butterfly effect, alternate universe stuff, multiverse. Yeah, did you watch any Doctor Strange movie? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't gone. I haven't seen that. And I haven't seen the new Top Gun. So I heard Doctor no. Strange was mid, and I heard the new Top Gun was a banger movie. I heard it was good as well. I need to watch that. Yeah, but no, Doctor Strange was so mid. It was such, which a is good really movie. sad because like that was a perfect movie to like tie everything up and together like with the whole Marvel universe. I feel like yeah, but I mean I haven't seen it, so I can't speak on it too much. But yeah, it's disappointing if it is a mid movie. So sad. Yeah. Um, oh, there's something I was going to say, but I've completely forgotten. Oh, yeah. What What was your favorite cartoon as a kid or favorite show as a kid? As a kid? Yeah, like, I guess, like, up until, like, you were, like, 10 or 12. I used to watch the Garfield show a lot. Really? Yeah. It was goaded. I, I see. Yeah, that was a good show. I used to watch uh, the Looney Tunes show. That was only on for two seasons, but it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, SpongeBob. I mean, yeah, SpongeBob, SpongeBob is... Easily Locked. the goat of all shows. Yeah. So, so like, I guess you gotta take away SpongeBob because if if you watch SpongeBob and that's not your favorite show, then you had a terrible childhood. I don't SpongeBob, know Simpsons. I'm talking. I'm talking like younger, like like eight, like when you're like eight. Like, oh, when I was. I mean, if you were watching that when you were eight, like, I'm not. I'm not one to judge, but when I was eight, I was definitely watching. Sp- I'm talking more SpongeBob. like early, like Cartoon Network, like Nickelodeon kind of stuff. Okay. I used to watch Boomerang when I was a kid. When I was eight. 
So I used to watch the Flintstones and the Jetsons because okay. they would come on at two thirty and three when I go back from school. Why do you? Know, I can't believe you know these times. Because I, I guess that makes okay when you. Come I back used to school. always be yeah. We that's just the way I was raised is always I'm big on time and punctuality, bro. You gosh, know that that is such an. It's sad that it's such an underappreciated. Let's talk thing, about it, please. But not being late, being perpetually late to things, has to be one of the most infuriating like feelings. Like I personally, there's people in my life that I know are gonna be late because they're so listening I, to this and they know you're yeah. talking about them. Because that's what I'm gonna do too. <laughs> and and I I know they're gonna be late and they're never gonna be ready when on time on an agreed upon time. Yep. So I have to tell them to be ready or to, to whatever like ten to fifteen minutes ahead yeah. of time just to maybe for them to be ready for the original time. If I have to text you and tell you to start getting ready, like I'm your fucking dad. We get we that's a problem. Yes, because you're a 20 year old man. I'm okay. I'm not shouting anyone out specifically, but let's just say I have three of my best friends live on, or I well, actually four. Four of my best friends live on my street, mm-hmm. right? And th- three of them I drive very often. Like I'm whenever we go yeah. somewhere, I'm always driving. And I don't, I don't want to negatively shout out because I'm not naming any names, but if if I'm outside your house, you, you should be waiting for me. Oh, I should yeah, be waiting I for cannot you. stand when I am waiting right? on people. Yes, there is multiple people in my life that are like this. I text them when I'm maybe five minutes away, if not more, and I'm st- they're still not ready when yeah. I pull up to their house, which baffles me because what are you doing? Exactly. I would, like, I will... I have no problem picking you up and I have no problem like, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, you got to pay me gas money if we're going to the same place. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be that. I'm not that dude. But the least I ask is that if I tell you, if if we say, hey, let's get dinner at six, right? Mm-hmm. And you know this place is in, let's say, Waverly. So it's about seven minutes away exactly. Let's well, let's leave at 5.50 or 5.45, right? Because you, you park... Let's walk. I want to be walking into the restaurant at six. When I say when I say dinner at six, I mean I want to be getting there at six. Yeah, like sitting down, I'm, not leaving at six. And it sucks because so many times I start texting at five thirty. I'm like, ready? Are you ready? You ready to go? And then I get a text back. You let me hop in the shower real quick. And I see that shit and I throw my phone across it, the room. Also, as a guy, like it doesn't. It shouldn't take you long to get ready. No, like there's no reason all. for you to be late to these kind of things. Look, I'm not gonna lie. I I take a not a long time to get ready, but like I don't leave the house unless I shower, make my hair. But you also have like a more like sophisticated look for a guy. Like you got to do your like trim your beard, do your hair. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like as as far as guy, like there are some guys that will ro- roll out of bed and, and are ready to rock. Take a shower, throw some clothes on, put some fucking deodorant oh, on, please, and head out. Like it's not that hard. Yeah, but apparently it takes takes too much time. The only situation in which I think being Late is acceptable as a large social gathering where you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you don't want to be the, first, be the one there. first one there. No, that's that's fair. But like if we're going out to dinner, like if it's an intimate setting, there's no reason for you to be to not especially when you have been given plenty of notice, there's no reason for you to be late. I just don't understand why people don't like people don't know like the exact times it takes to get somewhere. Like how how long does it take for to get from your house to Wait, I can really. tell you how long it takes for me to get from my house to all my close friends' house into any major shopping center. Yeah, in Charlotte, even in, kind of in Chapel Hill now too. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so there's no reason. For, like, if I say I'm leaving now, like, for out, like for instance, it takes me six minutes to get to, to Wayne's house from my house. So if I tell Wayne I'm Damn, leaving now, he should know that he has six minutes until I get there. Yeah, 
And he's one of the friends that sometimes that I'll text them that I'm here and he takes a minute to come outside. A negative shout out for Wayne Dick. It's not necessarily a negative because it's not egregious. There are, there are people in my life that I wait much longer on. Yeah. Especially when I'm doing them a favor to begin with. That's that's what makes me mad. It's, at least he can do is respect my time. It is yeah. a, it's not that big it's not that big of a deal. Um but because time is valuable, time is money. Like, yeah. So don't waste it. It's about it's it's more of a respect thing than it is a yeah this thing anything else. Well, on the note of time, I think we're 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 running out. So thank you guys for joining us again on yeah. another amazing episode of Goat Talk. Yeah, it was a banger. Stay tuned for more to come. We're probably gonna have a guest on the next one if we're being honest. Yeah, so definitely. definitely. But we'll leave you to it. And thanks for joining us. And hopefully our Finals predictions hold true. Yeah, have a good day, everybody. Your heart is hard to carry after dark. Y'all to blame for what we could have been, cause look at what we are. Your friends are scared to tell you you went too far. Funny that it's always been all about you from the start I met someone